Hey everyone, welcome to episode 21 of the Tapping with Taco podcast. I'm your host, Takato Watanabe. This is a podcast to help military veterans and spouses successfully transition out of the military to their civilian careers or businesses. I bring on fellow veterans and spouses to share the lessons they've learned during their journey so you can get a sneak peek into what life will be like after the military. As a candidate for a job, have you ever wondered what it's like being on the other side of the application? On today's episode, I bring on Mike, the Senior Manager for Military Recruiting at Salesforce. I'm excited to share this episode because you'll hear directly from a recruiter how to set yourself up for success when transitioning to a civilian role. We dive into the details of Salesforce's military training program, what it takes to become a recruiter, and the tactical things you can do to set yourself apart from other candidates. Hope you enjoy. In the Subaru with my Nikes on the dash. In the Subaru with my Nikes on the dash. In the Subaru with my Nikes on the dash. Nikes on the dash. Nikes on the dash. In the Subaru with my Nikes on the dash. In the Subaru with my Nikes on the dash. In the Subaru with my Nikes on the dash. Nikes on the dash. Nikes on the dash. All right, Mike, thanks for joining me today in the Tapping with Taco podcast. Super excited to have you on today. Uh, let's start by having you introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about your background in the military, and uh, we'll go from there. Hey, thanks, Taco. So um, my name is Mike Nolan. I'm a, uh, the senior manager of military recruiting program at Salesforce. I've been here for just shy of seven years now. Um, I also lead our employee resource group as a global president. Uh, and my military background is uh, Massachusetts Air National Guard. I was part of the 267th Combat Communications Squadron. Awesome, awesome. So it's I really wanted to have you on because it's great to hear uh, background, especially from a rec- the recruiting side of things. So kind of ju- like diving right into these. As a recruiter, like what have you seen veterans do to stand out compared to other candidates? You know, it, it kind of goes back to some of the qualities that veterans have, the people who sign on that sign that dotted line on the contract to join um, any one of the branches of the military. Um, resilience is definitely one thing. Um, professionalism, uh, just a mission driven attitude. Some of the things that, that I've seen and, and quite honestly, the suggestions that I make to every candidate that I speak with which is, and you think about it, you can use this methodology for any any company, any position, whatever it may be. But to weigh, the way you, you know, want to learn a lot about an organization as well as a position is to have as many conversations as you can with those individuals so that if you could ask that one open-ended question, which is, hey, Taco, what do you know about what this job does? You're prepared to answer it. Every single person I send that I give this methodology to, it's like they're robotic. They're like, all right, I'm gone. And they go on this mission. And it's it's the best thing in the planet when I get a Slack in, internal message from from a din- individual saying, hey, I did what you told me to. I talked to all these people and, and now I'm at Salesforce. So um, definitely, I would say, you know, the persistence, uh, persistency to, to just when they get focused on something to just drive this through to the finish line. And that's honestly like, that's one of the best things about veterans. I think just give us an opportunity and just give us something that we can focus on and, and really feel like if we put our time into something that it's going to amount to, you know, what we're looking for, which is a rewarding career. I, th- I think that's awesome that you mentioned that, like reaching out to people. Can you, can you share any kind of um, maybe like tactical things that someone can do to reach out, find out more about a specific position that they're looking into? Sure. So 
what I tell people is the same thing, um, which is go to what, and you know, this is obviously Salesforce specific, but you know, go to the Salesforce careers page. And I tell people like, start to look through the different um, job categories, whether it's customer success, program, project management, sales, heck, you could even get into accounting, marketing, finance, any operations type roles. But once you figure out, you know, where you want to be, look at different jobs that are posted. And then I tell people, write down whatever jobs of of interest to you from the careers page and then go back and stack rank them. And then once you figure out like, all right, here are the top two positions or here's the one position that I want to do. You know, the simple trick of identifying people who are doing that job within an organization, you know, for Salesforce and I wanted to find success managers. Let's say I'd put in at LinkedIn, I could just go there and put Salesforce, success, manager, and then army, and then take army out, you know, put army and run that search, switch out the different branches of the military. But it's, it's a simple way that you can identify people who maybe even were in those positions that could refer you to somebody um, or are in those positions right now. And then the beauty of the veteran community, and I, and I tell people this all the time, trust your brothers and sisters who serve, because these are the people that or would just pump the brake, stop what they're doing and say, listen, you know, how can I help you out? What do you need? Um, but, you know, sometimes it's like, you know, how do, how do you get connected with that person? Um, so I encourage people to, to reach out and just send a, a blind LinkedIn invitation, which, you know, this will resonate with some people. Like you kind of trigger shy on that. Like, oh, geez, I don't want to reach out to somebody that I don't even know and, and ask something for them. But the way that I get it through in people's heads is just think of a veteran walked up to you and said, hey, I could use your help. You'd be saying yes before you even knew what you were probably getting yourself into, good, bad, or indifferent. But, you know, like just have that mindset, you know, when you're going to reach out because it'll give you the confidence just to send that LinkedIn invitation and say to that veteran, hey, can I get a few minutes of your time? I'm interested in what you're doing. And, and I think I want to do this for my next career as I transition out or whatever the situation is. Yeah, I think that's awesome, especially as veterans. We're always, you know, willing to help each other out. Um, and I really like that idea of connecting with other people at the company that you want to work for. Do you think of any other things that veterans can do to best kind of set themselves up for success during their transition besides reaching out to their network and LinkedIn and growing their network? Well, I mean, definitely take advantage of, of any training that is offered to you. Um you know, in, in addition, like, I guess one of the positives, I should say, of connecting with people, there's a few different pluses out of this. First of all, from one veteran to another, you're probably going to have a good conversation. Let's call it what it is. Like, we're all pretty much characters and we get along with each other. Um, so from that perspective, it's, it's a good litmus of, as well of, you know, is this the type of job I want to do? Is this the type of company that I'm going to be at? But <clears throat> when you have those conversations with people and, and you're asking just like, hey, Taco, just tell me about what you do. You know, not only are you going to hear that unfiltered um, answer from somebody, you know, telling you probably the things they like and actually the things that they that may frustrate them about the job, but you're going to get that unfiltered answer. This is where you can also talk with that veteran and say, hey, how did you translate your military experience? And if you hear that com- that same conversation five times, 10 times, that's going to make you prepared. But in addition, you're building you're building an advocate. And this is somebody that Heck, they may be in that team meeting a week later and their manager says, hey, listen, we need to hire three people to the team. Oh, geez, you know, somebody talked to this guy Taco the other day. He'd be great for this. Like these, this is where you're building eyes and ears within an organization. Now, one suggestion I make to anybody who's transitioning, heck, you can be a veteran. I don't really care. But if you really want to target organizations that appreciate value and invest in the military community, I tell people all the time, 
Go to look for military designations. You've got the military friendly. You have military times, best for vets. Look, go to those surveys. Look at those survey results and then look at those companies because those companies are all invested. Those are the organizations you want to go to because they're the ones that are going to not only be best prepared to interview you, but also when they hire you, onboard you, get connected with their community, you know, really enable your you to be successful in the career that, that you're in starting out on. So, so speaking of which, uh, what if someone wants is looking to get into Salesforce or Salesforce specifically? Do you have any tips uh, for recommend or recommendations for those people? Yeah, um, well, the employee referral benefit is something that you absolutely want to take advantage of. So, when you go, you know, you're on that careers page, our careers page, I should say, and then you find that job and you click that you want to, you know, put your application in. So you start putting all your information in. I don't know why it is sometimes it's there and some people say they don't see it sometimes, but right at the bottom, right before the apply button, there's a drop down menu. How'd you hear about this position? This is where you click an employee referral and you put an employee's name in. I tell people all the time, if you do not see this, do not submit your application, but send your resume and every job is a JR number for job requisition. And there's usually six digits after that. Send the employee that the resume and the JR number and have them submit it. The reason being is because it puts a 14 business day tag on your application. So in essence, the recruiter tied to the position is 14 business days to take action on that. Is it a perfect science? No, but it's pretty darn close because there's a an out of SLA report that goes out every week. And you, as a recruiter, you do not want to be on that because it puts unwanted visibility on something that you haven't done for the week yet. Um, now, also, what I what I tell people to do and I tell the candidates this, every candidate specifically, that employee is going to uh, earn a referral bonus. So jokingly, I say make them earn it. And the make them earn it is very simple. Have them send an email to the recruiter and the hiring manager just Hey, you know, Mr. Mrs. Hiring Manager, Mr. Mrs. Recruiter, just want to let you know I submitted my friend Taco's resume for your position. I think he's great, you know, veteran. He'd be awesome within this company. Hope he fits your profile. Something very simple. Um, because the people that go above and beyond, and and how long does it take to send that email? You know, like an extra two minutes, but that can make a world of difference for that that candidate. So those are the absolute must-do things at Salesforce. That's awesome to hear that. Yeah, I, I have I didn't even think about those like small things can make such a huge difference. And that kind of goes back to what you're saying before, right? Reaching out to those those people that you're interested in and, and build those connections so then they can refer you to that. To that yep. uh, one of the things that I've heard uh, some feedback from veterans on during their transition, maybe like the first or second role is uh, they have a tough time adjusting to their new role, whether it's a culture fit or they're not used to what that lifestyle is like on the civilian side. Uh, did you do you have any stories about during your transition um, where you had a tough time adjusting or if or maybe you had success with it? Like, what are some things that um, you learned during that time? You know, I, I got out before the word skill bridge was even thought of. So um, so so my transition, like, you know, I don't know, it wasn't I didn't really have too bad of a transition. I just actually went right into doing HVAC and you know, just doing whatever I needed to do to survive until, or just, you know, to make money and live until I got an opportunity to get into recruiting. But, um, but you know, that I, I do see that all the time, quite honestly, you know, just from conversations I have with people. And this is really, you know, th- that this is really where looking at things in the front end. And like I suggest about going to militaryfriendly.com or the military times and looking at organizations, because if you're brought into an organization and you don't feel that, 
well, let me just let me put it this way. Let me if you had a situation where you go into a company where you've got an internal employee resource group where you've got other veterans and it's a pretty decent size, you've got an organization that can help you with onboarding, help you with training, get you up to speed versus an organization where you may be the only veteran there or you don't know any other veterans because nobody's connected. You kind of feel like you're alone on this island and you've got to learn this whole new world with new acronyms, new lingo, everything, you know, one's set up for success and the other's more sink or swim. So that's why I encourage people is like go to organizations that really recognize, appreciate and invest in the military community. I think it's great to to hear that, that point too. And what if someone is, if someone is specifically looking into becoming a recruiter, and I want to ask this to you because you are a recruiter, do you have any general tips on on what they can do if they want to move from the military into a recruiting role? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the, the best way, I, I, well, I think we're we're all kind of inquisitive in the military and, you know, not very shy. A lot of us, let's call it what it is, um, which I think does make us good recruiters. Plus the fact that you know, we all didn't sign up in the military to, to, to be millionaires and get rich. It was more because we felt this duty that we wanted to give back. And for me personally, I've, I've got into recruiting and I never left it because, you know, I get a ton of satisfaction. I, or I did for years getting people jobs and then being, hey, thank you. You know, this is great. The pay wasn't bad. I mean, let's call it what it is. It was, it was a win-win. But now when all I'm dealing with is the military community, it's like I have the most appreciative people on the planet. So the suggestion that I would make is if you want to make this transition, because I think you've already got the DNA that, that you know, you care and you want to give back in some way. So um, the, the best route that I would suggest is, is entertain um, looking at a sourcing position. This is the role where you're going to really have the requirements, need to understand those. And then you've got this flexibility because you're constantly going out there talking to candidates and, and understanding like what they do. And I, I still remember when I got in the recruiting industry, um, like the first day, and it was at, it was at a company called Aerotech, which I give them the utmost credit for for basically training me and, and giving cutting my teeth in the industry, but setting me up for success. Uh, they said, "Hey, you know, it was, in, it was in the teleco the teleco group, and it was for DSP engineers." And they said, "All right, here, here's a list of people. Start calling these people, and here's the requirement." I was like, "Well." How do I know? I don't know anything about this. You know, how, how am I going to talk to these people? And they said, well, just just ask people what they do. People love to talk about what they do. And that's the only advice that I got. And it just pick up the phone going over and over again. But, it, it, you know, it was a simple trick and it was right. Like people did love to talk about what they do. So it really helped to educate me. But then, it, you know, it's kind of that this is where you're going to get comfortable. And then once you start to understand, you know, the landscape, the technologies, what fits in candidates, what doesn't. The next logical step then is to take these people through the full life cycle, get involved with them because there's there's different, you know, tips and tricks and suggestions that you want to make to candidates when they're going through the interview process. Um, I, I use the analogy a lot. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. And, and, the, and that analogy applies from my approach with recruiting, which is I want to give you everything you need to be successful. But what you do with that information is completely up to you. So, um that, that would be the best suggestion, you know, just because you don't want to get into a situation if you've never gone through any recruiting cycles where you get into a job and you fail because that's the worst thing. So that also kind of aligns to if you're not properly onboarded, properly trained. So those would be the that that, that would be the, the best thing for me, I, I, you know, suggestion I should say to anybody. Um, but, you know, if, if you go into a recruiter role, you know, make sure you've got that training on the front end from the organization.
What's been your favorite part about being a recruiter so far in your career? Uh, at 100%, I like, I like when, you know, people get a new job. I like when, you know, I've had plenty of people tell me like, Oh, you know, you, you, you know, this is great. It was an awesome move. It's going to help my family. Um, just that rewarding part of, of people kind of coming back. I mean, I wish it, I wish it was paychecks in, in the bank account. Cause I'd, I'd be, I'd be an incredibly rich individual, <laughs> but um, you know, I'll, I'll take the, uh, the emotional paychecks, the paychecks that hit the heart too. Awesome. Awesome. When it comes to uh, the transition portion for veterans, do you have any resources that you would recommend that veterans should tap into? Um, yeah. I mean, if you're interested in a career in, in technology, Salesforce offers the, uh, it's our Salesforce military training program, 16 of our certification programs, the training and testing is all free. Um, for example, if the, the first certification that you can earn is a, a Salesforce certified administrator, it's typically 4,000 for the course and then 500 every time you test. So if you, you fail the first test and you go back, it goes, it goes up 500 every time. Um, one of the great things, and this, this is pure genius that the program team did. So they were hearing back from people that, Hey, and this is military and military spouses that we got the admin certification, but you know, we're looking for a job and we can't find one because every company's listing, they want one to three years experience, like we're stuck. What do we do? So the program team started going out to our customers and partners with a totally loaded question. Hey, do you value these military and military spouses going through this program? Yes, of course we do. Excellent. We're asking you to sign a promissory interview agreement. It's called the Talent Alliance Program. So essentially, anybody who earns yet admin certification is guaranteed a first interview. We have over 500 customers and partners who are participating in, in the Talent Alliance program right now. So essentially, anybody who earns that certification has 500 first interviews. Um, that on the tech side is invaluable. But also within Salesforce, and this is kind of where I tell people a lot, trust your brothers and sisters. There's one of our Navy um, veterans who he does, a, um, he does a thing called office hours every Wednesday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern. His name is David Scott Nava, N-A-V-A. And I would encourage anybody to take a look, um, look him up on LinkedIn. Every, you know, every week he's got this one hour open forum for anybody, you know, military or military spouse who wants to figure out like, what's a good job for me in the ecosystem? Um, if you need helps, uh, help um, on any of the, the online or the self-guided learning or test prep certifications, um, he'll help you with that. He is an, uh, an awesome resource from a personal branding or marketing yourself in social media because the guy did 20 years in the Navy. He got picked up by one of our consulting partners because he started volunteering his time back after he started earning certifications, did a skill bridge with them. So he never created a resume, worked for them for a little while. And now he works for Salesforce and still never created a resume because his face was was one of the five people we profiled on the military Salesforce military training program homepage. So now he's working for us, um, but he's still, he's so passionate about giving back. He just he moved from doing individual calls to just this one set call every Wednesday. And he's every week, he, he does the, he, he uh, records them. So now he's got a whole library of content over the past year and a half every week of these office hours. So it's all reusable for anybody out there and searchable through a YouTube channel he's created. So the the resource slide that you, that you mentioned, I know there's a cost and everything for for military. Is it is it free? And what is the program called? Yes. Um, so it's a Salesforce military pro, uh, training program. Um, you can just take a look at it, veterans.force.com. But um, 
it's, it's any military designation, um, including military spouses. It's all free training and testing certifications. Awesome. 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 That's, that's great to hear that, you know, for it's a, it's a no cost option for them. Very, yep. very low risk. One thing that I've, uh, I've noticed, and I, I think this is a, a common theme is the military spouses can be overshadowed at times. There's a lot of focus on veterans. Do you have any tips for military spouses that are looking to find a role? Um, you know, interestingly enough, um, the, one of my top priorities this year, when I was, when I started building this military recruiting program in April was to have that focus on the military spouse community. So, um, Salesforce just, um, Last week in October, actually, uh, we attended a virtual signing, a partner signing ceremony, and um, the vice president of the Workforce Development Program, the Salesforce Military Training Program, Ian Wiebe, represented Salesforce in that virtual signing. Uh, Dr. Jill Biden was actually there. She was the, the keynote speaker. So um, it is absolutely for, for Salesforce, you're right on the radar, equal right up there with veterans. But also kind of same thing when I mentioned about the military friendly, because every single one of those designations, they have it for military spouses too. So the exact same thing that I recommended about going to militaryfriendly.com and looking at those organizations that have earned that military friendly designation for military spouses, those are the ones that you definitely want to hone in on. Um, you know, also take a look at like, we're not, you're not going to see any designations other than the MSEP um, partnership, but Salesforce, we've got this work from anywhere um, policy now. So, and even internally, if you if you're a military spouse and your spouse has to change to a different um, PCS, um, then we will either let you do your job remotely or we will find you another job within Salesforce. So that's actually a policy that got passed, got passed in 2018. Um, but now, honestly, with, with this whole work from anywhere initiative and the fact that Salesforce's CEO publicly announced he wants to double the company in size and revenue over the next three years, at 60, we're at 60,000 employees right now, give or take. We're going to double that to 120. Now, while we know there'll be an acquisition strategy, that's still a bunch of opportunities for the military, actually any, anybody of a military designation or military spouses. Awesome. Awesome. That's That's great to hear the growth and the the opportunities that are going to be provided for, for anyone associated with the military. Do you have any general thoughts that you'd like general thoughts or feedback or uh, tips that you'd like to leave the audience with? You know, um, I may kind of sound like, like a, a broken record, but the, the one thing that I just keep telling people all the time is, is really trust your brothers and sisters. Um, get over that fear of just reaching out to another veteran. I know the military spouses, it's a little more difficult to find you, but, you know, you can find the veterans much easier. Reach out to them and, and just ask for help. Because, like I said, any veteran, if another veteran approached you and said, hey, you know, I need help, your answer is going to be yes. So just keep that in mind because there are people out there who are absolutely willing and wanting to help you. But, you know, they may be struggling to connect with you. So do them the favor and reach out with them. But um, that's the best thing that anybody can do. Because, like I said, whether it be learning the company lingo about the job, what a person likes about the organization, the glue that, that's keeping somebody at, at a company. These are all things that are going to come out in a conversation with somebody. And this is where you can determine, is this the right place for me? And is this the right role for me? And, and it's either through these conversations, you're going to go real cold on the organization, or you're going to be so laser focused that you're going to, it's going to, you're going to make it your mission to earn a position at that company. And you've got allies who will help you. So that's, 
that's the best piece of advice I give to everybody. Awesome. That's a great, great final thought. If people have follow-up questions or they just want to get in contact with you, how can they reach out? Uh, send me an email, mnolan, N-O-L-I-N, at salesforce.com. Awesome. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate your time. Uh, this is awesome talking about Salesforce and all the opportunities and, and your general tips as a recruiter. And uh, thanks. Hey, Taco, thank you very much. Uh, I really appreciate you inviting me on this. It's, it's an honor. And um, I'm glad we were able to put some content together that I hope is helpful for anybody who's hearing this. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Mike and learned about all the opportunities that Salesforce offers, as well as the steps it takes to find the role you truly want after the military. All the resources he mentioned are listed in the show notes. Also, if you're interested in a career at Salesforce or certification tips, check out David's office hours. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, please share this with your fellow military service members and spouses that are considering an exit strategy. I'm always looking for more guests, so if you want to share your story and tips or tricks to help your fellow military veterans and spouses, feel free to reach out. Talk to you all next time. Peace.